From the roots up, CIUT 89.5 FM, Toronto. I'm Emmanuel. And I'm Itzel. From Bolivia, and you are listening to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. Hello, Toronto, and welcome to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. My name is Jesse McDougall, and we are at, I think, day three of a number of beautiful days here in Toronto. 
Uh, we've I think it was cloudless today, and just looking out of our CIUT studio window down to uh, what's called Back Campus Fields at UFT, I see about three different pickup soccer games occurring simultaneously. Uh, and I was out there just last Monday, I think, before my show, uh, and I met a guy actually from Cameroon, and I tried to dust off my French um, and uh, and learned about this guy, and it's amazing. Pickup soccer is like the best place for me to find guests and, and people to come on this show. So if you're just joining our show for the first time, Tracks from Abroad is a one-hour show where we invite students with ties abroad to come on the show to suggest some music, and we tie all of it back to Toronto because at the end of the show today, and of every single show, we play uh, Canadian artists with ties abroad. Today you're going to hear Sicuri's St. Lawrence, which is uh, a band that plays some Andean music, and as you may have guessed today, our show is all about Bolivia, featuring music from in and around Bolivia, and we have some fantastic guests today on the show. First up, we have two students, brother and sister Itzal and Imanol. They are from Bolivia, just uh, celebrating right now 10 years um, since they've moved to Canada. They talk about some really funny stories in their interview, including how to avoid pickpockets in La Paz, uh, hiking on volcanoes and, and sometimes getting stuck, and also uh, uses for the cocoa leaf other than you-know-what. Our second interview for the second half hour is with Marco Lopez. You may know Marco Lopez. He is a DJ at CIUT hosting a show called Viento Sur, which uh, is traveling musically across Bolivia, across that part of southern uh, southern South America, and he himself is from Bolivia. So back in July of 2022, I interviewed Marco at our studio, and so this is the interview you're going to hear today. He's got wonderful stories about traveling across Bolivia and just narrowly escaping, being pulled away by a raging river. That is not one to miss. And now we've covered several South American countries so far, and, and recently as well. Peru with Matias Richarte, Argentina, Venezuela. We've done Brazil twice, and Colombia is just coming up. So if you want to hear some of those past episodes, just search Tracks from Abroad on Google. We have our podcast going out through Podbean to Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Music, all of the above. You can hear countries all around the world, and next week we're going to visit Equatorial Guinea on the show. And I'd love to see any comments, positive, negative, I don't care. You can send us an email at tracksfromabroad at ciut.fm. Now, without further ado, let's get into my first interview with Itzal and Imanol right here on Tracks From Abroad. Today, we're learning about Bolivia. We're learning about a new country today, as we often do on the show. We're going to be talking about Bolivia with Imanol and Itzal. Welcome, guys, to the show. Thank you very much Thank for you. having us. In terms of U of T, it's all you've graduated. So how does everybody relate to U of T? I graduated last June from physics degree. Mm -hmm. I'm in a, currently in undergrad and uh, in a history program. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, so you came from Bolivia how long ago and how long uh, were you living there? Ten years now. And we lived there for, I lived there for 14 years. And you lived there for 11? Yeah, yeah, it was 2013 when we came to Canada. Mm -hmm. So I was 11 and she was 14. So... And it was May, so we're about to do our 10-year anniversary in Canada. Wow. Ever since I was seven, my parents were like, we're going to leave. We need to get out of here. By the time we were 14, Canada said yes, and we moved here. The problem with Bolivia is that 
you pretty much have to have good connections. Uh, so you have to be either from the oligarchy or, or the elite, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's really hard to get a job in that country because mm-hmm. the only good job you're going to get really in Bolivia is maybe as a working for the government, but you need to be friends with the with someone that works already there. You're There's no way you're going to get a job, even nowadays. If there's a lot of nepotism. It's a very corrupt country. Um, so our parents knew that, you know, we were going to have a better opportunity if we moved somewhere else. So We weren't allowed or able to go outside of our house very much because it's not very safe. Really? Mm. So Was that the neighborhood or all of La Paz? All of La Paz. Like, there was always that... Um, you'd hear about kids getting kidnapped all the time. So really? we lived indoors pretty much. So like all of our adventures have always been like him and I making up stuff in our house. We lived in like this kind of like a lot of ambassadors live there. Yeah. Like uh, I think the Japanese ambassador was our neighbor. There were a few times where people tried to rob us. I'm pretty sure. And my, uh, this one time, my grandfather, who was a military officer, uh, once pulled out his gun in the air and shot so <laughs> to scare him away kind of thing so yeah. that kind of tells you how it's kind of dangerous and you if you you cannot have a house like out in the open like here in canada that was one of oh, yeah. my one of my shocks like seeing yeah. houses just out in the open you need a wall oh. and like stuff like on, on top, top of the wall so glass, glass or something glass right? or like no we had an electric wire. fence we had an electric really? fence yeah. There, yeah it was yeah. like a person <laughs> and when we went there i got like Oh, pickpocketed pick oh, yeah. like hmm. so many times and i already knew like i didn't have anything in my pockets but i ended up grabbing the guy's hand when he was like his hand was in my pocket and i turned around and i was like hi <laughs> yeah so it's not that safe so that was like something that let's put it this way my mom has been robbed twice at a church yeah that's yeah <laughs> not just giving commu- not just giving was literally donation robbed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> actually robbed. literally robbed her so phones like she had my grandma's phone and her phone and they just got taken out of her thing while she was praying at church. But it's a very pretty country. Oh, yeah. It's, wor- it's worth it. Oh, okay. I know what my favorite part was. We'd go to El Sendero del Águila or La, Mon- La Muela, del, Muela Diablo. del Diablo. So it's the devil's tooth. That was really sad. Yeah, that volcano actually has a pretty cool story. It's called Muela del Diablo, which means, like she said, the devil's yeah, tooth devil's or tooth. the w- devil's wisdom tooth. Yeah. It says that the devil lost his tooth and it, it fell it or fell. and it grew, a mountain grew. Because it yeah. kind of looks like a tooth, that it, mountain. It looks a lot like a yeah. really, yeah. And I got stuck there once. <laughs> yeah. I had oh, to be yeah. rescued by firefighters. Her and my dad, my dad got <laughs> stuck on top of that place. Not, not no, that no, one. No, de la Aguila. Which I think yeah. it means the Eagle's Path. Let's just call yeah. it that. The Eagle's Path. It was called that. And she got stuck there with my dad until from I think it was twelve, like noon, until <laughs> like seven p.m. Oh my god, or five? Oh my god. I don't know. I was late. <laughs> my mom was having a stroke. Let's just put it that way. She was. My my mom nearly killed my dad that day. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are listening to Tracks from Abroad. Today we are talking all about Bolivia with two guests. We have Itzal and Imnal. We've got so many stories to hear from them, whether it be getting getting pickpocketed or getting stuck on mountains. But uh, as we always do on every episode of Tracks from Abroad, we play some music, some of the students' favorite music from the country. So guys, can you please suggest a song for us to play? It's Chiru Chiru, uh, or also known as El Ferroviario. Chiru Chiru is like this mythical kind of thief in Bolivian folklore. I don't know if it's all Bolivian folklore because 
just that you know there's 32 different ethnicities indigenous ethnicities in bolivia and they mm. all have their different stuff pretty sure this one is aymara or quichua which are the two main ones he danced to this song yeah he danced to the song when i was a kid and i hated yeah. it but it's essentially just about a, a thief who stole someone's heart uh-huh. uh, kind of thing like that kind of a romantic it's a carnival song actually they played in carnival. in carnival fantastic all right we're we're gonna listen to that track chiru chiru right here on tracks from abroad you're listening to ciut 89.5 fm and after the music break we're gonna be back right here with it's all and imno
vamos a la playa a orillas del mar Se va, en ese tren se va, se va, en ese tren mi amor Me está leñando más fogonero, me está leñando más Me está leñando más fogonero, me está leñando más Quiero verla partir en ese tren que ya se va Quiero ser ferroviario por una mujer Se va, en ese tren se va, se va, en ese tren mi amor Welcome back to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. My name is Jesse McDougall, and today we are talking all about the country of Bolivia in Central South America. We're here with Itzal and Imnal. And guys, uh, I heard of, in fact, a skateboarding group. They're called Emilia Skate. Uh, they're featured in this National Geographic article. Have you ever heard of these, these yeah. ladies? So Emilia is a word that means uh, girl, young girl. In, or young girl in, in Aymara, which is uh, one of the, like I said, one of the ethnicities and it's a language. What is there to say? They are a yeah, very they... interesting phenomenon because, you know, they dress... They, they with polleras, right? Exactly. So not only are they skateboarding, which is difficult enough, but they're doing yeah. it in the 16th, 16th century skirts and dresses called polleras. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're, mm. they're heavy. They're not oh, like yeah. I've worn one and they are layers of mm-hmm. layers of layers of fabric and they weigh a ton. And I'm like, how are you <laughs> skating with those on? They also have um, cachascan. I think where oh, they fight uh, each other. They, they dress polleras. in polleras and they do like not MMA because they actually beat the <laughs> crap out of each other. They like bare yeah, actually, like, it <laughs> It's it's pretty brutal. And it's kind of like capoeira in Brazil, where mm-hmm. like it's a fighting style, but also yeah. dance is kind of already. <laughs> so let's talk about dance in Bolivia. Are there different types of dance that people do? Yeah. Of course, there's so many, and you know, just off the top of my head, I can think of you know, uh, Diablada, uh, Caporales, Morenada. Tinku. Cuyahuada. Cuyahuada. At least once a year, you'd have sport events and also dancing stuff. Mm. Since kindergarten, like they would dress us up in different traditional clothing and we'd do the dances and our parents would watch us. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and ch- this song, Chiru Chiru, actually, uh, that you just played, um, 
that one is a very popular one for Carnival, and uh, mm. it's part of La Diablada. It's like actually a section of this bigger thing called La Diablada. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When do you think you'll return to Bolivia again? What do you think will greet you when you're there? Uh, we, when we came to Canada, we didn't really have the opportunity to travel much. But now that we are more settled here in Canada, we we kind of plan to go more more often. You know, to Bolivia. <laughs> I want to see more of Bolivia. We've only been to La Paz and Cochabamba. So oh, yeah, we want to yeah. see like Salar de Uni and other places. You must have heard of the Uyuni salt, salt flat, right? Well, uh, the salt flats, yeah. Apparently when it rains, it looks like a mirror. Like yeah. literally it just reflects the sky and it looks like heaven. And we've n- I've never been there, which I think it's a crime as a Bolivian to have gone there. <laughs> and then there's also a lot of cities like Sucre, Sucre Potosí. Um, also Tarija is another city in the south. Mm-hmm. They actually have a lot of gaucho influence, which is, you know, the Argentine culture, like kind of like rugged cowboy man yeah. kind of. I was interested that uh, there was a conflict with Chile and they just took oh, the Pacific yeah. the Pacific <laughs> the war of the Pacific yeah you um, know we were raced since we were little children to hate, to to hate, hate Chile. Chileans <laughs> and I'm like why did we I, <laughs> to this day every time somebody tells me they're from Chile I have to like put aside the feelings I get of like you yeah. stole my <laughs> yeah you know that we were so indoctrinated that I still sometimes like kind of feel angry about it even though yeah. it's kind of stupid and pointless we oh, have no. a whole like El Dia del Mar so it's the day we, we celebrate that we lost our ocean mm-hmm. And, like, we have a whole, like, march along the streets where we celebrate the lack yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we haven't yet done uh, an episode on Chile, but when we do, we'll invite you guys back and you guys can have a, a brawl and go out <laughs> oh, each other. Do we know any Chileans? I, I, have, I have never met I've any met Chileans. met a couple, and I remember just being like, you stole my scene. <laughs> uh, but, uh, oh, no, I just remember Peruvians probably also hate Chileans because we were allied in that war that we lost. Yeah. And Peru also lost a lot of land. <laughs> That is a sad story. Well, let's get back. How about this? Let's get back to some music here on Tracks from Abroad. We love playing music that comes from the countries we're talking about. So, guys, go ahead and select another song for us to play. How about a more like, nostalgic one? Yeah, this one's El Regreso by Emma Junaro. That one we always sing in the plane where we're landing because she says, like, from far away I'm coming back. And it's kind of this song about how much you love Bolivia, even though sometimes it has like negative sides to it and parts that you might not like. When you come back, it's like there's a spell on you where you love this country to the depth of your core. And you're like, I miss it wherever I am. Yeah, so that that song is literally just about describing the natural beauty of it and how she's literally like, she feels chained somehow to Bolivia. And uh, mm-hmm. I, we, we both feel the same way. So yeah. it's a you know, very deep song, yeah. yeah. You're tuned in to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. Today we're learning all about Bolivia, and here is a Bolivian track. We'll be back after the break. Desde lejos yo regreso, ya te tengo en mi mirada, ya contemplo en tu infinito mis montañas. Me atas, con que hierba me cautiva. 
grandes ignorados que cobijan al tipampa, por titanes ignorados que cobijan al tipampa, desde lejos como el viento traigo nombres de otras patrias, pero busco en tu infinito las raíces de mi alma. Welcome back to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. My name is Jesse McDougall. Today we're talking with Itzal and Imno all about Bolivia. Guys, we've talked about the, the many traditions in Bolivia stemming from the indigenous peoples. And one, I understand, is controversial in a way because it is the coca leaf. And people mm. associate the coca leaf with the drug trade, but it has a very different use. And I wondered if you could tell us about that. So the coca leaf is used for pain relief and altitude sickness. For example, I did El Camino del Inca, which is a really long walk, mm. and we were really exhausted and just in pain from walking so much. Um, our teachers were carrying coca leaf bags, and they would just give the students coca leaves. And it's very effective. You, It's called a cuicar. You put it in like the side of your face, and you mm -hmm. just chew on it, and you walk while chewing it. You can see it in the witch's market, like a ton of it. It's just on the streets, and you can go and tell the lady, like, I want your best coca leaves. So, so whereas countries like Mexico or Colombia have totally banned and burned large parts of their forests to prevent coca leaves from being grown and traded, it's legal in Bolivia. Mm -hmm. Well, it's not just the medicinal uses, uh, as she uh, mentioned, but it's also the fact that it's uh, considered, like I said, a holy leaf. There's a song, which mm -hmm. I regret not putting there. It yeah. goes like, coca no es cocaína, coca no es cocaína, which means coca is not cocaine. And then it says, oh, es la hoja sagrada, which means it's the holy leaf, sacred leaf. Well, the coca leaf is also used for seeing, it's kind of like tarot where you kind of see... Um, it's like tea leaf reading. Yeah, kind of like tea leaf reading. You use it for that. And even though we're a Catholic country, I feel like a lot of us partake in these like rituals that are indigenous as well. Uh, and when we came to Canada, that was actually something that shocked me a bit is that like the way we view spirituality and religion is very different. The missionaries, when they came to Bolivia, they wanted to convert people to Catholicism. So their approach was called the soft approach, which is where they try to blend some of their their traditions and kind of be like oh you believe in this it's the same thing as catholicism like but you can still practice this so in a way there was a bit of a hierarchy so they only cared if you're catholic right but if you were from the lower classes you would usually participate in this carnaval and you know like more the more indigenous one but if you were like european and a higher class like in the colonial times you would like practice the more pure version of it which is no carnaval none of that stuff right mm -hmm. 
that's pretty much all of South America and Latin America, really, a blending of, you know, kind mm-hmm. of like the indigenous traditions and the European traditions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I saw uh, a film trailer recently for a, a film called Utama, uh, an unsettling look at climate change in Bolivia. So uh, from 60 to 85 percent of La Paz's water supply depends on these glaciers. Yeah, I remember. So Carnaval is very water heavy. We throw water at each other yeah water balloons. Um, when we were kids they banned that because it's a waste of water and we were having issues with having water because uh not enough ice kind of builds up in the winter now and then we don't have enough water and we have to kind of cut off um i think we had water wars in Cochabamba. yeah there was a water war like literally a water war like it was almost a civil war which broke out in the city cochabamba because they couldn't get water is that the war? Is that the? There was a movie on that. Yeah, too. that movie is called Tambien la, Lu- la Lluvia. Tambien la Lluvia. Also, yeah. the rain, or yeah. even the rain. And this is a film starring Gail Garcia Bernal. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the conflict you're talking about was happened in the year 2000 about the privatization mm-hmm. of water. Yeah, yeah uh, the president that was in charge during that was uh, actually a former dictator who was democratically elected, and he was a pretty brutal dictator. Our grandfather actually knew him. He went to military school with him. They were they graduated together. They were not friends. My my grandfather hated him uh, because he was very corrupt. And he was in cahoots with a lot of foreign companies. And that's why he was trying to privatize it. He was trying to involve foreign companies in it. So, yeah, that's yeah. that's all I really know from it. Yeah, sure. Still, yeah. Sure. What has your grandfather told you about his career? I mean, in the military in Bolivia. So much. I mean... My grandfather talked about his career for ages. He was a general during the dictatorship of, of this this guy, Hugo Banzer, uh, which was from 1971 to 78. But yeah, he told us a lot about politics. Uh, he was uh, he was actually involved in, in the killing of Che Guevara in the 60s. Like not involved personally, but he was he knew what was happening at the time. I mean, he didn't necessarily like kill him or give the orders or anything. But something that I saw in him is that... Uh, America deeply influenced Bolivia, even though he never talked about America's and the United I mean, the United States influence in Bolivia. It was obvious because the military officers were kind of brainwashed against communism and yeah. were anti-communist. Like my grandfather, um, he was <laughs> very anti-communist. Yeah. Let's just put it that way. Uh, I wish if there was an episode just on him, I could talk about for hours. <laughs> He's making a Wikipedia for him because he knows so much about. I already wrote the Wikipedia, <laughs> but I'm writing more. Yeah, sure. Yeah. What's what's his fellow's name? Uh, Hernan Terrazas Cespedes, which is um, like Hernan, like Hernan Cortez, and Terrazas T E R R A Z A S. He has a whole like area dedicated to his like stuff my room is like my room is like a his trophy room essentially like it's like a history museum you walk in and there's like (laughs) yeah when he passed which is very recently i i my mom brought a lot of his medals and uh, i keep him there because i'm trying to keep his memory alive in a way well i want to say to you guys it's all an imnal thank you so much for coming on the show you taught us a lot about bolivia thank Thank you very much for having us Y 
gaviotas que no volverán a posarse en mi arena sin sal. Serenata frente a tu balcón, soy bohemio que dice su adiós, soy un árbol fiel que busca la felicidad. Canta, yo sé que te llevo dentro, pues en mi canto y mis versos siempre te quiero nombrar. Niña, me llevo todos mis versos, me voy esta noche lejos, donde te pueda olvidar. de mi corazón cual gaviotas que no volverán a posarse en mi arena sin sal serenata frente a tu balcón soy bohemio que dice su adiós soy un árbol fiel que busca la felicidad campa yo sé que te llevo dentro pues en mi canto y mis versos Siempre te quiero nombrar Niña, me llevo todos mis versos Me voy esta noche lejos Donde te puedo olvidar Niña, me llevo todos mis versos Me voy esta noche lejos Donde te puedo olvidar You are listening to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. My name is Jesse McDougall, and I want to give a big, big thank you to our two guests, Imanol and Itzal, for coming on the show. That was that was a fantastic interview. And also, thank you to uh, Jen Beauregard, who suggested these two guests. Um, Jen was my guest for the show on... Um, Help me, Zoe. Singapore. Thank you very much, Jen. And yeah, double thank you to him and all in it's all. I hope you guys enjoyed that interview. And now we're going to get into the next interview. This one is with Marco Lopez. Uh, Marco Lopez is the host of Viento Sur from 10 a.m. until 11 a.m. on Saturdays. He plays a ton of Bolivian music and music from all across Latin America. And uh, he's a fantastic source for, for me for finding music from all around the world. And I also suggest Ultra Latino. That's Sundays from 2 to 3 p.m. Lots of Latin American music there, too. But back to Marco Lopez. We spoke in the CIUT Maprim studio. He has an astounding 20 years of experience hosting on CIUT, and he's got some fantastic stories as well. Again, as I mentioned, traveling across Bolivia, nearly getting wiped away by a raging river, um, and you're going to enjoy it a lot. So without further ado, let's get into my interview with Marco Lopez, and we've got some more local Bolivian-Canadian music coming up next. You are listening to Tracks from Abroad. We are joined by Marco Lopez, the host of Viento Sur, from 10 a.m. until 11 a.m. on Saturday. Is that right? Saturday mornings. Saturday yes. mornings. Marco, how long have you had your show? Uh, at least 20 years now. That's really incredible. And, and what sort of music do you play? 
I play music mostly from Bolivia and also the neighboring countries that uh, were influenced by Bolivian music. Yeah. Yes. Oh, very nice. Yeah, yeah I lived there till I was 18. Okay, wow. Yeah, yeah. And what did you see? What what sort of state was the country in when you were there? It's not different uh, like any other country like from Latin America, to be honest with mm -hmm. you. Uh, Latin America is history is being very dramatic. It's, you know, colonization has been very negative for, for the indigenous people at that time. The liberation of the continent from the Spanish yoke and the fragmentation of the land in different countries have played a big factor in the unfortunate destiny of Latin America, not only Bolivia. And what was it that caused you to leave the country when you were 18? Oh, I always was an adventurer. Like, I mean, I used to travel around Bolivia all the time. Yeah. How would you travel? Was it just by bus uh, or foot? You know what? Uh, those times were very, very challenging to travel. Okay. We used to travel in trucks. Yeah. The cabin in the front and like a box at the back. And you, you travel in the box at the back. Do you pay like a little bit and they'll yeah. take you? You you pay and then they put a tarp on top if okay. it's rain. Mm -hmm. So it's it's fantastic. It was fantastic. a little bumpy. It's yeah. <laughs> uh, it was amazing. Like I mean, good tra travels, good times. No cell phones. Yeah. So we learn how to communicate yeah. verbally. A different experience completely. Yeah. yeah. Are there many languages? Many different languages depending on the region in Bolivia. Yeah, there are. Like, I mean, the two major languages besides Spanish, which is the official language and everybody speaks, um, are the Aymara and the Quechua. Mm -hmm. And there's other dialects. Uh, the Guarani in the mm -hmm. south part, in Tarija, El Chaco, those areas that border with Paraguay. Also in Paraguay, they speak Guarani. And I think certain parts in Argentina as well, they speak Guarani as well. So those cultures are still alive yeah. in that, those regions. Well, as to the music that you play on your show, where, where does it range from? I know you primarily play music from Bolivia, but around the country, what are some of your favorite sounds? Okay, so what I liked is like, I love to show during my show that the process of w what we talked about, the process of before the Spanish coming to the continent, there was just pentatonic music in that area. It was just five notes, it was wind instruments and drums. That was the music. Hmm. Until today, there's that kind of music, but there's no more pentatonic. It's, uh, you know, they reach the, all the notes. And there's like rhythms like La Sicuriada, for instance, that comes from the Andean region of Lake Titicaca, Bolivia, and borders with Peru. Mm -hmm. That area, it is very rich in traditional music. We, we call it autóctona, música autóctona, meaning that it's just wind instruments, which are like choquelas, pinquillos, moseños, sicus, toyos, pífanos, and drums. All these, the names that I gave you are flutes, all kinds of flutes. Okay. So, and then that's the traditional music. So I like to play that sometimes to explain that was the music. Yeah. Then I go in time when the guitar was introduced, and then the other rhythms that we talked about were introduced, el taquirari, el guayño, carnavalito. Now there's tobas, there's sicuriadas, etc. So then we move into the, the guitars and the, the strings. 
And then, amazingly, rock and roll came in the 60s. Right. And then there were bands in Bolivia that any young people around the world influenced by bands like Beatles and Led Zeppelin and, you know, all that stuff. So that's what I try to do in my show, to yeah. bring you from the past to the future and to the present. And then what happened from there? Now they fusion that music from North America with Bolivian and Andean music with instruments. And it came another kind of music, which is fantastic as well. CIUT 89.5, the sound of your city. Me haces llorar 
lugar cuando no estás junto a mí. No puedo seguir viviendo así, pensando solo en tu amor. Tú me haces reír, me haces llorar cuando no estás junto a mí. Soy Itzar. Y yo soy Manol. De Bolivia y estás escuchando a Canciones de un Extranjero en CIUT 89.5 FM. One of the trips that we made with my friends was to Alto Beni, which is in the Amazon part of Bolivia. It's north of La Paz. Um, but a lot of people think that Bolivia is just high Andes now. It's like 70% is in the Amazon. So traveling through the Amazon was an adventure. So we came from La Paz from the Andes all the way up to the mountain and we started to descend to the to the to the tropical area of Amazon. The roads are really crazy and we went in rainy season and one of the parts of the road was gone with the slide it slide down so yeah. the track got stuck and we have to get out. And we had to walk for you know for a long time. And when we made it to the small town we had to continue the trip but there was a river that we had to cross. It was Rio Madre de Dios. It's huge, and when it rains, it's like the, the, the current is so strong. But nonetheless, we had to cross that in order to arrive to our destiny. Mm -hmm. And they have like these small boats with motor yeah. that you sit down and then. <laughs> so we got into two groups because we were six, like we went three on one and three on the other one. The current was so strong that in the middle of the river, the motors got stuck went off and we were completely dragged all the way. I thought I was going to die that day. And the guy was fighting with the water and thank God he completely, like, he, he made it work and then that propelled us to, to reach the shore and he said, one of you guys jump and hold to one of those branches because we're going to keep on going down. Hmm. So that was an amazing experience and then when our way back, that river was quiet, there was no rain. <laughs> And we were so hot because we walked so much. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I, no shorts, nothing. We just took out our clothes and then just skinny dip. Right sure. There. And then during the day and enjoy the nature. It's fantastic. It was a fantastic uh, trip. Like, yeah. I mean, Earlier today, I was listening to Democracy Now!, which is a show on CIUT. It plays every... I love that show. Yeah. You I like it? I used to love it. Yeah, I used to listen. To every it. weekday at 10 a.m. And Democracy Now! today was talking about logging of the Amazon, this, this large-scale yeah. uh, cutting of trees that's really affecting um, those ecosystems. Yeah. And do you think that's affecting Bolivia? I'm going to tell you something, and I'm going to be very honest with you. At this point, we cannot just pinpoint places that are happening. Uh, those things are happening. The world is going crazy right now. There's things happening everywhere. All that abuse that happened to our planet, not only in, in Brazil and Bolivia, the Amazon and everything, it's it's coming up to us, to us. Like it's gonna catch up. 
you know, we're catching up in that time, unfortunately. And people don't see it that way. Like, I, we, we're not living, personally, I think we're not living, like, uh, in the times, like, before, 20 years ago, like, oh, yeah, they're cutting trees. We're living in very critical times. And a lot of people are very optimistic. You you look a very young kid, probably you're thinking, oh, this guy's crazy. But there's a lot of things that um, are going, uh, are affecting not only that, the pollution of the seas, right. uh, the greed of men, just what happened with just the pandemic, um, the controversies that they are on, on that topic right now. We are being indoctrinated to a lot of things that are not good for our planet and for us as humans. Okay, but let's focus on Bolivia. So let's say we live in Canada, uh -huh. a very wealthy country and a very yeah, powerful sure. country. Yeah. Yeah. What is going to happen to Bolivians, these people who don't have much of a political voice in the global sphere and whose countries might be really affected by climate change, for example? Yeah, so it's it's happening like right now. There's been a lot of dry seasons. But one of the things that you have to know is that uh, the land is really rich and people have been surviving for till now with their land. So there are people in the countryside that they barter, they change, exchange things, and they've been surviving. So I don't think they will starve, or they, I don't think there's going to be starvation in Bolivia because it's a very rich land. And in, you know, for the future of your show, what sort of things are you doing now? And, and are you just going to continue on this path of South American music? I was actually, you stole my idea now because you're doing... Different, different country? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I congratulate you for that. And the only thing I can say to you, like, I mean, I have a lot, I was having a lot of ideas to mix my show with different, you know, musicians, let's say from Brazil, for instance, mm -hmm. for instance, So Jorge. It's an amazing, it's one of the ones that I really love. So Jorge has amazing music, Venezuelan music. And then do what you're doing right now, which is amazing because that, the title that you have, Tracks of the World, it will make justice because you will put the world in our show. Marco Lopez, it's been really nice to talk to you, and I encourage everybody to go listen to CIUT at 10 a.m. on Saturdays. He's got 20 years of experience, a whole lifetime from my perspective. Marco, thank you very much for coming on Tracks from Abroad. Jesse, it was a pleasure to meet you. Congratulations. All the best to you. Thank you.
You are listening to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. My name is Jesse McDougal. Today's show was all about Bolivia. We played some music from in and around Bolivia. And I hope you enjoyed that interview with Marco Lopez. He is from the show Viento Sur, playing broadcasting, let's say. I like that word. Broadcasting. 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. on Saturdays. He uh, spoke to me last year, actually July of 2022, and talked all about Bolivia. I hope you enjoyed that interview, and I'd love to know exactly, precisely what you thought about it. So please send us an email at tracksfromabroad at ciut.fm. You can also find us on Instagram at tfa.radio, and I really appreciate the feedback. I've been doing this for a year and a half, and all those folks that send me emails, it's much appreciated. Absolutely. That last song you heard was by a Toronto band called Sicuris St. Lawrence. And I first heard about them thanks to Matias Richarte, uh, the, the drummer from Cune. So on February 24th, Matias put together a protest, uh, sort of a, a vigil, he called it, a protest uh, uh, recognizing Peru, uh, the calamity going on in Peru, the political unrest. And Sicuri St. Lawrence performed. It was a fantastic performance. Man, those guys had like 10 flutes up on the stage. I'm sure they all do different things. But it was really nice. And Sicuri St. Lawrence, based in Toronto, they are a collective of South American musicians that focus on Andean music. They perform a mix of traditional and original compositions. I thought uh, that was perfect for today's show. And you're going to hear two more of their songs following up this song right here so follow us at tfa.radio on instagram we've got uh, a couple more shows coming up Uh, our next one is uh, our last live show of the summer so i hope you join us for that next monday at 6 p.m we're visiting equatorial guinea and from then on you're going to keep hearing tracks from abroad from different countries all around the world thank you very much for listening to today's show and uh here is more securities saint lawrence so glad to learn more about bolivia And now I'm going to sign off. This is CIUT 